Well, here it is. The second season has arrived, and more consistently than any team in the conference, the Seahawks are once again in the playoffs as we move into a new year, a new decade. But one thing stays the same. Seahawks are in the postseason. And as he does every Friday, Coach Pete Carroll joins us. Coach, Happy New Year to you. No, thanks. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. How about that? That, I mean, that is one of the constants. You know, things change. We do go from years to decades. But here you guys are just back in the playoffs. You're like a Swiss watch that we can just count on, Pete. Okay, well, that sounds good to me, too. Uh, We like being here. Our guys are really pumped about this opportunity and uh, feeling pretty good about knowing where we're going in this Philly trip. So we're anxious to get at it. We talked a few weeks ago about just the the sheer human drama that, you know, sports, and it seems in particular this year, Seahawks games can provide. And once again, Sunday night, it was just an incredible atmosphere, an incredible ending. I know it didn't come out the way you wanted, but do you, do you appreciate being, you know, I talked to you long ago about when you feel the most alive. Do you appreciate being part of such drama even when the game doesn't go your way absolutely no i thought that was an extraordinary uh event game and all that and and with a a a classic great storybook finish that came up and in short you know we were there to do it and everybody was poised and ready to to take that win and and uh you know, they were fortunate and they got out of here with, you know, with their win. So, you know, I thought it was a great night at the stadium and, and all that. I just wish that the fans could have gone home cheering and going crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, being a, a San Francisco guy, were you a Dirty Harry fan at all? Well, um, you know, I like the movie and all that. Matter of fact, where the, uh, you remember the the quarry scenes on, on that movie where he, they're yeah. shooting it out and all that? Yeah. That's right across the street from where I grew up. So uh, it, it always felt kind of familiar. That's that's between where I lived and San Quentin. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and, of course, you know, the famous scene where Harry's grinding his foot into the, the guy's leg at Kezar Stadium. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the re- and all that. You're probably wondering why I've got off of this bizarre tangent. Um, well, what do you got? Okay, one of, one of my favorite Dirty Harry lines is, a man's got to know his limitations. And after that game, on Sunday night, I saw some critics come out, you know, about the, the pass interference, or the, uh, not pass interference, the delay of game. And and I was thinking, you know, here people are questioning you. And I understand all the moving parts of, you know, George Fant was hurt, and you had a couple of running backs who'd only been there for four days, and the confusion about spiking the ball versus a timeout. Do you get frustrated? I mean, I know you've had to deal with critics your whole life. But when you've delivered to the level you have the last, you know, 20 years everywhere, what, what's your take on, you know, pretty vicious criticism and, and people who act like they understand or know the game and a situation and the volatility and the craziness better than you? Yeah, well, <laughs> the, uh, the truth of it is, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed more so than they ever could be that something doesn't work out. Cause I, you know, I like to make it as clean as we can possibly make it. But every now and then, some stuff happens, you know. And and uh, I would rather it not be that way, of course. And it, but as far as them having an opinion and saying what they want to say, you know, that, I really can't do anything about that. And it doesn't. I really don't let it bother me from that point of it. I just don't want to not come through and get get the right 
you know, the right choices, the right decisions done that work out right for us all the time. I mean, I, I want to be flawless in what I'm doing, but, you know, you get enough games behind you, you're, there's stuff's going to happen. And that was not, uh, you know, that was just a circumstance that, that occurred. You know, it was, unfortunately, um, you know, we, there was a little bit of an issue because of the injury and or the potential injury there. And, but really this, the substitution just didn't get in there. And um, so it's just unfortunate that it happened. And, uh, but all in all, you know, Dory, I'm pretty used to the criticism. Yeah. I fired a bunch on the, on the national scene, and yeah. and that's uh, that pretty much exposes you as much as you're going to get exposed. And and uh, when you work in New York for you know all those years, and you work in New England uh, for all those years with two newspapers in town in Boston, you know, you're going to catch it. You know, and and uh, so you you, you kind of have to come to understand you know that's expected and then you have to deal with it properly and not let it affect you that that's really what 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 the what it's like yeah it's just you know it just strikes me that there's so little self-awareness among the critics and not knowing their limitations and and thinking that they understand the game better than you but yeah well, i don't feel like i don't feel like i've earned something that I, they owe me you know i yeah. don't feel like that I mean, we, every time we go out we got to go do a good job and, and and compete and get it done and and unfortunately that was a that became somewhat of a factor there that you know may have changed the outcome. I don't know if it did or not, but it could have. Okay, you said on Wednesday the NFL somewhat acknowledged that that should have been pass interference on on Jacob Hollister. No, they wished it would have been called. Okay, that that that's, that's a little different. Okay, they wish it would have been called because they could have changed it if they wanted to. You know, they, they saw it and they had time to look at it. And uh, they did review the play, which people criticized and think thought they didn't. Right. They they conclusively decided it wasn't pass interference on from New York uh, on the spot because they didn't. Otherwise, they would have overturned it. But you know, in that, those instances, it has to be one that's worthy of throwing the flag from New York. You know, and that's what that's where it didn't meet to those standards, I guess. But they wished that they they, they saw that the guys on the field could have called PI. Got it. Okay. Hey, uh, your running backs, Travis Homer averaged 6.2 yards a carry, and, and it, was, it was legit because, I mean, it's not like he busted a, a 40, 50 yarder to inflate that stat. It was, it was a good, consistent 6.2, and then the play of Marshawn. Uh, how do you feel about the running game going forward here? Well, you know, I was observing today, you know, that as good as our guys looked on the practice field, uh, you know, coming off on Friday, um, that a week ago, you know, I couldn't have told you what a running back situation was going to be. Yeah. You know, we were we were trying to paste it together in a hurry, you know, and all that. But after the game and, and looking at our guys come back and bounce back again, we've got a running back position that's got some got some stature to it that I'm I'm excited about. I thought Homer uh, uh, and Travis did a wonderful job of of hitting the line of scrimmage and throwing his body around and really playing with great speed that he has. It showed up. You could really see it and feel it. And then Marshawn, you know, had his shots. He had a couple of really nice runs in there and, and scored the touchdown and a beautiful job of getting over the top. And, and you know that he, he packs a punch and he's got a whole style to himself. We got, we got style in the running back position. And that a week ago, I couldn't have really been able to state that. But we do going into this game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, the Seattle Times had a story a, a day or two ago about Marshawn and, and said if you put his name in a headline, it's going to be the most clicked story for, for days even. And the, the most clicked of the year involved Marshawn in his short time here. Why Marshawn? What, what do you think? Just from your perspective and, and the relationship you've had with him over the years, what do you think it is about him that has created this, you know, this mystical must-click guy? 
Yeah, well, he, he's a very unique character. I mean, it's legit. He just is. That's, that's I mean, an understatement, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's just what he is. And, and he, it's legitimate. It's not like, oh, the guy's kind of got a way about him. He's got a way about him. He, he has stood the test of, you know, standing up to the media and not, not you know, performing full on all the time and being so available and all that stuff. And, and to a point where he, uh, you know, the, he became a huge story when he didn't say anything. Right. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I used to say to those guys, you know, he, he's telling you volumes in what in in what he's not saying. So you got stories to write. You know, he's giving you all kinds of things, but he he, uh, he he's earned it. He's just earned it by his play and by his his unique way of looking at the world and the way he presents himself. And he's just he's a true character that uh, that stands out there. And and he so people want to know what's going on, what's clicking, and he's hard to figure out. Oh yeah. You know, so. I, I, but I, I would say, let me say why I have a chance that he has been so much fun to, to have join this team. And he has been a, uh, uh, he has really been an accent to us uh, from the moment he stepped in, the, in you know, in the building. And so um, he's helped young guys. He's uplifted other people. He's worked hard. He's studied his butt off. He's, he performed well. He's ready to come back and do it again, you know. And, and uh, I would think the people who always wondered about him, um, should should see a side of this guy. He is dead serious about helping this club, and he's doing everything he can to make the very most of this opportunity, and that's all we could ever ask of the guy. As you were describing all of that, the word that came to my head was authenticity. <clears throat> yeah, you're, that's it. I mean, he, he is really himself. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's displayed a true identity that we can kind of, we really can't define it very well, but but he's got one, and, and uh, <laughs> okay. it's to be admired. Got it. I heard you speak a couple of days ago. It was almost exactly uh, 10 years this week when you were talking about taking the Seahawks job, and that inspired a couple of questions in me, Pete. What have, been, what have been the greatest constants and the greatest change for you over those 10 years? Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you digging in here. Um, the, the constant has been, um, I, I think, the relationship with this job for me. I mean, it, it, it's been such a joy, and it's been uh, the people have been so good from the first day we arrived uh, throughout the, the support that they've that they've you know, sent in our way for the, to support this program to follow us in the, the you know the ways that we do things and the people that we've dealt with and and they, they've you know whether that we've been criticized I'm, I'm sure I don't feel it you know I don't I feel like we've had support throughout and and there's been a lot of gratitude you know and and that's a that, that's pretty special you know and yeah. you don't guys don't get that we've been here 10 years now you know and, and that's a long time relationship under all of this scrutiny and it's worked out well you know and and uh, I'm really really proud of that and, and grateful to be part of it um, what was the other question you had? Greatest change. Um, well, the, probably the greatest change is that it, really it's personal that my you know my family has been uh, so close and, and we've had this, 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 the opportunity to share this experience. You know, grandkids, I got seven grandkids, and and uh, they're all around the area, and it's just made for a really wonderful uh, environment to live in and to, and to watch your kids grow. And that's, that, that's changed. We didn't have all that when we got here. You know, I mean, the oldest one's ten. So, uh, you know, they've all happened and, and, and just enlivened our life in ways that I could never have imagined, you know. And so uh, it's been just so remarkably uh, special. Yeah, but ten, uh, coaching's uh, an itinerant lifestyle. So, yeah, 10 years in one place, that's pretty special. Yeah, I've always thought of myself as, you know, one of those uh, mercenaries, you know, go fight somebody else's wars. You know? <laughs> it always kind of felt like that, you know. This is when you when you dig in this kind of 
through this kind of a duration, it doesn't, you, you lose that. You know, you, you get connected to the environment and the, and the people and the ownership, and they've been, you know, the, the family has been great to us and, and uh, couldn't just be more pleased and, and grateful. Okay, good stuff. All right, I'm going to give you a stat here. Since 1990, which is the current playoff system instituted, 56 uh, particip- Super Bowl participants, only one of those 56 have been a number five seed. When you hear a stat like that, what is that? Uh, what, what is I that? Love that. I, I love that. Kind <laughs> I love that. You're going to say that. Right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's exactly right. You know, for, we, that's that's the kind of stuff we like to overcome and and show that that doesn't mean anything to us, and and uh, we'll do something with it. I'm guessing very few of the other five seeds went seven and one on the road in those seasons that they got a five seed. So I mean, you yeah, guys, well, if you've ever, yeah, you, there's only one game from from having them all, and and that would that gives us, you know, the as much backing to believe that we're going to pull this together, you know, and you just got to do it one week at a time. You don't play them all at the same time, you know, it's one week and go to the next week. We've got, we won, I don't know, maybe six or something in a row on the road. So uh, it's, this is not something that we can't handle. There you go. Okay. Uh, in games lost, injuries have been such a factor for you this season. In terms of games lost, you're either number one or number two in the NFL, considering what's coming up here. But is that is that just bad luck, Pete? Is there something that you can put your finger on that is a commonality? But what what's the reason, if you can come up with any, for how injuries have hit you guys so hard this year? Well, you know, there was a time in this season, I don't know if it was only uh, four or five weeks ago, we were commenting the other way. We were thinking how we, were, we had made it, you know, and we had made it through and, and felt like we had been really healthy and had a lot of guys... We kept putting guys on our on the the inactives that were healthy scratches, you know, and and so, um, but then it just at the end it just piled up on us with the running backs going and a number of guys getting it. It just um, it seemed to flip a little bit. So, uh, you know, it's just you just keep battling week to week and all that. I, I don't know that there's anything to it, but I know we had a very a very good run until the the last five or so weeks, you know, and so uh, we're going to try to battle through it. And, and uh, there's a lot of teams. You know the team we're playing's got a lot of issues too. They, oh yeah. Neither one of us got anything to be griping about. You know we're we're so we'll, so we'll see how it goes. But I don't really have anything for you now. That's an off-season project for us, really. And and uh, I'll let you know more later. Okay. So that leads me to current health. So Quandre Diggs is he is he going to be back? Yeah, he looked, good. he looked really good in practice all you know all week, and and uh, he, he's ready to go. Okay. How about uh, Dwayne Brown, Jadavian Clowney, Mikey Potty, those guys? Um. Well. Dwayne's still he's still working his way back. Doesn't look like he's he's turning it as of Friday. Um Clowney practiced the last couple of days of the week and look like he's ready to go. Um who else do you ask for? Uh, you potty. Oh yeah, Mike Mike's gonna go all the way to game time um to make sure that we get him, him all quieted down and ready to play. Okay. You guys handled Philly pretty easy at their place week twelve. Seventeen to nine, it wasn't that close. Uh how have each team changed since then? Well, I, I take, take it as a little closer than you just put it out. But uh, it, felt, it, it didn't feel close to me, Pete. Well, that's just because all our games are one-point games. Yeah, yeah but, that's, uh, right. that's right. <laughs> relatively, you're right. Um, uh, they, they're a little bit – it just depends. I don't know yet. I can't tell you until we see what who's going to play because they've got guys that are uh, kind of in the same boat as some of our guys. I mean, I'm not sure if, if the right tackle is going to play. I don't know if the tailback's going to play. I, you know, I don't know if the tight end's going to play. We don't know that yet. So uh, uh, we'll see how they're doing. But other than that, they haven't changed that much. The style is there. Uh, uh, Coach Pearson does a nice job of uh, around the uh, around the, his whole club is really well 
organized and structured, and they play good, solid football on, on, on teams. They run the football well. They play good run defense. You know, they have the real good fundamentals of a good team, and it, it came through for them when they needed it down the, down the stretch, you know, and to win those last four games to, to win their division. So um, it's a really solid team. They've got good, experienced leadership. They sound a little bit like us. Quarterback hasn't played in the playoffs before. We'll see what that means. But uh, it's going to be a good battle. Yeah, Zach Ertz, their tight end, they, they say they have to wait till the weekend. But he has a lacerated kidney and wants to play, which is just, it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, and he's a stud, you know, competitor. He's such a difference maker, yeah. Yeah, and he's, that's why there's, you know, they, he's, they're even giving him consideration because that's, that's an injury that you don't play with in, within a couple weeks, you know. But maybe he can pull it off, and, and uh, he's that kind of guy that, that, that is certainly willing to try. Yeah. Well, Pete, like I said at the very beginning, I know this is the time of year every team points toward and no team on the conference has been more consistent than you guys in getting here. So I know it's going to be a fun run. Looking forward to it. And uh, let's uh, let's go get them and talk next week. All right. Appreciate the good thoughts, too. And let's go. And uh, Happy New Year to you. All right. Same to you. See our Coach Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll joining us. And we have lots more to do. We'll check the news for you here at the top of the hour. And then the Fast 15 is coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show.